We're going to go back to the book of Jonah tonight, and it's always fun singing with the kids when they're back in town. That's how I get to sing bass uh, when they're back in town, and, and people always, I was telling somebody earlier, I haven't hit my growth spurt yet, uh, but my voice has changed, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so maybe one day I'll get a little bit taller. Everybody wonders where uh, Jordan gets it from, and it's obviously not from me, uh, and, and so from mom uh, is where he gets that. Uh, and all right, we're going to be in the book of Jonah and uh, just a little bit of review uh, from this morning. Uh, Jonah, of course, uh, was supposed to go uh, and preach to the Ninevites, the Assyrians, uh, and he decided that uh, he wasn't going to do that uh, and uh, got on a, a boat, a ship, uh, to go to Tarshish, and God uh, sent a storm. Uh, everybody wondered, uh, you know, what's the reason for this storm? Jonah's like, it's my fault, I'm a Hebrew. I'm running from the presence of God. He told them, uh, and, uh, and he said, throw me overboard. They decided not to do that right away, uh, but then, in fact, did do it. Uh, and God had prepared a great fish to swallow him up, uh, and that's going to get us into uh, chapter number two. Uh, there was great fear uh, amongst those who were on the ship uh, with Jonah. Uh, they saw God do a, a great and mighty thing. Uh, and uh, and from, uh, from, from that, we know that God probably influenced them uh, in a great way. But why did, why did Jonah fail? I believe Jonah failed, uh, first of all, uh, because he didn't understand uh, God uh, and geography. And what I mean by that is he thought that he could get on a ship and go 2,500 miles away uh, and that somehow God was just going to forget about the whole thing. Uh, but God is everywhere. He's in every place, and, uh, and uh, we cannot get away from uh, the eyes of the Lord. And, uh, and, uh, and God is interested in where you are at. Uh, when God says, for example, he told Elijah uh, that he wanted uh, him to go by a river, uh, and uh, he was going to feed him there. Uh, there was a widow. Uh, you need to be there. I'm going to take care of you uh, in this spot. God has a, a purpose and a plan and part of that plan is being where God wants you to be. Uh, we kid a little bit about the moving, and I hate it when people move, and, uh, and uh, pretty soon uh, it's just going to be, I'll be the last one here. Amy's here. She'll move to the south uh, and uh, leave me here. And, uh, and, uh, but, um, you know, it's always difficult when people move. Uh, and, uh, but what's important in all of that is that uh, I don't want somebody to stay here and be out of the will of God. Uh, I don't want somebody to leave here and be out of the will of God. So there are many things to consider, uh, you know, obviously, um, how uh, you're going to uh, provide work and those types of things. Homes, a church should be on the very top part of that list. And, and so uh, it's uh, uh, got to get that settled and, and figured out. Because if you get outside of God's there for your life, uh, it, it's not a place of provision and power. Uh, and you can, you can get out of the will of God and outside of His umbrella of protection uh, and, and cause yourself... Uh, and your family uh, great harm. And so God is interested in where you are. Uh, and when we get out of uh, the place where God wants us to be, um, He begins to work to chasten us, to get us back into the place and our fellowship with Him. Uh, but, uh, but He always knows. Remember, even in the garden, He said, Adam, where art thou? It's not that God did it. He didn't know that where Adam, you know, uh, like He was missing. Uh, he knew exactly where Adam and Eve were. Uh, it's just that he had to get Adam and Eve to admit that they had done wrong. Of course, they blamed and didn't take ownership, and we know that story. So Jonah failed because he failed to understand, realize, or apply, or whatever. Maybe he forgot. Maybe he knew and was just trying to ignore it, but he deliberately, 
uh, drove and persistently kept God out of his thoughts. Uh, in fact, uh, slept. We could say that maybe it was a piece, uh, like I talked about this morning. Uh, but um, what, do, what do a lot of people do when they're depressed? Uh, they sleep. Uh, so maybe it could be even part of that, knowing that he was not uh, in the will of God and running from God, and, and so off he was trying to shut everything out. Uh, and who knows, uh, but the bottom line is he was down in the bottom of that ship while everybody was throwing stuff off, uh, and God saw him there. God saw him, if he got all the way to Tarshish, if he, just, if he went, uh, you know, jumped on the, the Mayflower uh, and decided to come all the way to America, God still would have knew right exactly where he's at. And God knows where you're at. Not just proximity or geography, but he knows where you're at in your heart and your mind, uh, and he knows even our thoughts, and we alluded to that today. He also failed uh, because Jonah didn't understand God and his goodness. Uh, in chapter number 4, and in verse number 2, we read uh, that he prayed unto the Lord, uh, and he said, I pray thee, O Lord, um, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my same when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful and slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of evil. So he knew God uh, was, uh, was a gracious God, uh, but, but didn't want that graciousness and that goodness to be applied uh, to somebody that he viewed as his enemy, and in fact was his enemy. Uh, and, uh, and we've all, uh, in our life at one point or the other, uh, have decided that some person or some people group or uh, some social group or whatever uh, doesn't deserve the grace and the mercy of God, uh, but uh, when it all comes down to it, neither do we. Uh, but God is a good God, and he is a gracious God, and he is not willing that any should perish, even Ninevites. And so if there's anybody in your heart and mind uh, that you just as soon uh, died and, 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 uh, and, and went right straight to hell, you need to repent of that uh, and realize that God loves them just as much as he loves you. Uh, and, uh, and then be thankful uh, that God, uh, in his grace and in his mercy, drew you uh, unto himself and uh, you trusted the Lord as your personal Savior. And so remember, you can't, a person can't get saved unless the Holy Spirit of God draws them. And, uh, and so sometimes what separates um, someone who is saved from somebody who is lost is that very fact. Uh, God, uh, God hasn't moved in their life for whatever reason and purpose that he hasn't. But who knows, they might get saved. Uh, how many of you knew, uh, you know, some, someone in your life at some point who was the meanest, nastiest, biggest jerk uh, on the face of the planet, and you thought they never account anything, but then God saves them and transforms them. We all know people like that. And maybe when, when uh, you have people think about that, they think of you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so Jonah uh, didn't understand God and geography. He also didn't understand the goodness of God. God establishes for Jonah uh, in this story and for us as well, holiness first. Uh, and, uh, and God's not going to provide um, um, his salvation was being saved from, uh, from the belly of a big fish, a great fish. Uh, and saved from his terrible decision. Uh, and, and salvation is from the Lord, whether it's uh, our eternal salvation uh, or it's salvation from a difficult circumstance uh, in our life. Uh, it always comes from him. God uh, is not going to uh, honor ignorance or sincerity. He will honor what his son has done. Uh, and if you're here tonight and not saved, I hope that you trust the Lord as your personal Savior. Jonah didn't uh, understand 
as well, uh, God uh, and His goals. And, and I mentioned this briefly that, uh, you know, we can, we can do God's work but not have the heart of God. And we read in the story that he preached the message that God wanted to preach, uh, and 120,000 Ninevites repent. Uh, God did what he did. Jonah got mad, wanted to die. Uh, and and he, uh, um, he, he did the work of God, but not the heart of God. Uh, and I think all of us will find ourselves in that position uh, more than we would like to admit. Doing things because we have to do it. Doing things because God told us to do it. Uh, we know that love is the best motivator. We know that having the heart of God is what should motivate us in that love. He is love. Uh, we love Him because He loved us. Uh, and that love, the love of Christ, constrains us. Uh, we serve God. We, we obey Him. We follow Him. And that should be the greatest motivator. Uh, but unfortunately, the vast majority of Christians, if we ever do things for God, we do it because we have to. Not because we want to. Not because we desire. Not that we have a, a heart for the person we're even ministering to, uh, but a sense of duty uh, and a sense of, uh, of service from gratitude in what God has done. It's not a bad motivator, but you can't get through your whole Christian life uh, being motivated simply only by duty. Uh, you need to develop and cultivate the heart of God, uh, and uh, you will do that if you understand the heart and mind of God. Uh, you get to know God. You see people the way that God sees people. You read His Word. You'll learn of Him. You draw close to Him. Uh, and when you do that, uh, then perhaps uh, there aren't going to be as many Ninevites uh, that you run into. Now, in chapter 2, Jonah prayed uh, unto the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly. This is a great prayer. It's a prayer of repentance. And where I want to be or go with this tonight is simply give you four things uh, that I've noticed about uh, his prayer uh, that are things that we should do uh, in repentance. If you're lost, uh, the repentance that God wants you to have is repentance over your sin, that you're a sinner separated from God, that you need a Savior. Uh, we, there's repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, we believe and teach, I do, from the Word of God that repentance is necessary for someone to be saved. Uh, and it uh, doesn't mean that they're never going to sin again. It doesn't mean that they confess every single sin they ever did uh, because the truth of the matter is you can't remember every sin you did today. Uh, and uh, so it's realizing that I'm a sinner, that sin separates from, from me from God. Uh, I turn from that. Uh, and, uh, and I repent of my sin, and I place my faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Uh, if any book you read, some preacher, some sermon, uh, whatever, and they say all you got to do is just believe in God, uh, and that'll get you to heaven, uh, please understand that that is not true. Uh, you have to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, and when you realize that justification, propitiation, uh, the, all the transactional things that God did, what can wash away our sin? Nothing but the blood. Uh, from Genesis to Revelation, it's what God has done to provide for sin, uh, its remedy, and that remedy is Jesus Christ. The good news is good news because there's bad news. With sin, you'll die uh, and spend uh, a Christless eternity in hell. Uh, and, uh, but through salvation... You can have eternal life in Him, uh, and it's all about forgiveness. God can't allow your sin into heaven, so it must be paid for. You pay for it by yourself, or you accept by faith the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. And when somebody says, A, B, C, uh, you know, one, two, three, pray after me, uh, and then next week they get into the discipleship class at church and realize that Jesus shed His blood for their sins, and they didn't know that. 
um, you've got a big problem. Uh, and uh, I like the way Brother Ruckman recently put it uh, on the internet because people argue about this stuff. Uh, and he said, God never saved uh, one unrepentant sinner. So no matter what you think about repentance and what it is, uh, show us one time that God saved an unrepentant sinner and you can't find it. And so repentance, uh, if you're here today and you're not a born-again Christian, uh, is necessary to turn from your sin uh, to God uh, like they did. They turned from idols uh, unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, we uh, do the same thing in our prayer of faith and our trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. But when I got saved in 1987, um, I didn't stop. I, I stopped the penalty for sin in the sense that I'm born again and I'm on my way to heaven. Um, but it didn't mean that I stopped sinning. And, uh, and so when we sin, we confess that to God. So there's repentance that we do. And we have patterns in the Bible. One that we did recently or looked at, uh, I think, on a Wednesday night from Psalm 51. Uh, the prayer of David, uh, and how uh, the introspection that he did, the realization that he had sinned against God, and, uh, and uh, in all that spirit and attitude, that if we're to have a pattern of prayer of repentance, that would be a great place to start. But another one is here uh, in this prayer, uh, the good prayer. Two prayers in Jonah. One was lousy. Uh, this one uh, was a great one. And so uh, he prayed, uh, verse number three, for thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas and the floods compassed me about and all the billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. Uh, and uh, when, you, when you realize in, of course, that culture and as they prayed and uh, in the direction that they prayed and everything else and looking again is an indication uh, that God is doing something in the heart of Jonah uh, and that he is moving. Uh, unfortunately, it took where he was at for this to happen. This morning, the idea is let's just not, um, we don't have to learn everything the hard way. Um, a message I preach that I heard preached somewhere else is that uh, life doesn't have to be so hard. You know, we can, uh, we can carry water uh, in water plants and buckets ourselves, or we can let God fill it, and He does all the work. The children of Israel, uh, they were, um, it was an epidemic for them, systemic in their life, uh, trying to do things the hard way. History, the Word of God, is here for us uh, to learn that we don't have to do it that way. We don't, have to, we don't have to be swallowed up by a great fish uh, to learn the lessons from God. We can learn them from Jonah. What's the great lesson? God tells you to do something, you just do it. Um, I don't have to like not do it and then get in trouble with God time and time and time again to learn that story. Uh, you know, experience is not the best teacher. Experience is a hard taskmaster. Uh, and, uh, and, and as a pastor, just like, you know, we've got uh, uh, Bethany and Emma in town and, uh, and uh, babies grab stuff. Uh, but if I got my chef knives laying on the coffee table uh, and I'm not going to, you know, and she's going to go pick up a knife, I'm not going to say, just let her learn. <laughs> she'll, look, she'll do that once. That's dumb. Uh, and, uh, but, but we do that all the time with God. Do same dumb things over and over again and never learn uh, our lesson. So don't be a Jonah uh, in that respect. And so uh, he says, I'll look again towards the holy temple. Waters compass me about. Uh, I mean, it was a terrible place to be uh, and went down to the bottoms. And just think about, um, like, if I, if I went into, like, a, a 10-foot deep uh, um, swimming pool and swam along the bottom, I'd have a hard time doing that. My ears would be popping. 
uh, and uh, everything else. Because you go, uh, but when, uh, when you realize how deep this fish was going, when he describes it. So it's not only I'm in a, I'm in a great fish and this is not great. Uh, and, uh, but it, the Bible describes it went down to the bottoms of the mountains and the earth with their bars was about me forever. Thou hast brought my life from corruption. Uh, o Lord, my God, my soul fainted. Uh, and, uh, and so it had to be an absolute miserable existence. And we know uh, that Jonah was prone to just giving up. Uh, and, uh, and you can imagine, um, I, just, I just don't think uh, it immediately happened. Uh, you know, uh, as I think about the story, he was in there for how long? Three days and three nights. Uh, and and I, don't, I don't assume that he just repented at the beginning. Uh, and, uh, and just God just let him sit in there for a couple days. Um, he's probably like you or I, just like taking our lumps, just kind of going through it, you know. Uh, and uh, it's like a terrible thing. If somebody was there, they'd say, you know, why don't you make a change? Why don't you do something different? But no, he's just there by himself uh, and thinking about uh, all that's going on. And still, uh, he probably waited. Uh, and uh, I'd like to think uh, that uh, when he... Um, that when he repented and he prayed this prayer to God, uh, that, um, that, the, that the fish spit him out. Now, remember, he had gone, was on the way 2,500 miles one direction uh, and, uh, and through all this time. And, and, and maybe God, in his mercy and his grace, I mean, he knows uh, what's gonna, what we're going to do. Uh, he is a sovereign God. Uh, and, uh, and so maybe he had turned that fish around. Uh, and it was making its way back either towards Joppa or north of Joppa or whatever. They still had to go 500 and something miles in uh, to get to Nineveh once he, once he got spit up on the dry land. And, and so God, God uh, makes a way. And, but it could be just like, you know, just like he prepared a fish. He could have been like on the coast of, uh, of, uh, of Tarshish and he repented and the fish be uh, over in Joppa. We don't know. It's a miracle what God had done. But it was a terrible place to be. Uh, and, uh, and he realized that. So number one, uh, the Bible says in verse seven, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. That's what uh, repentance, the beginning part of that is. When you realize who God is and he is a holy God uh, and uh, that he loves us and he's bringing us to uh, an expected end, uh, that he knows our frame. He knows, as uh, the preacher recently talked about, um, uh, Brother Getch, I believe, uh, the, he numbered the hairs on our head. So like this, this is number one, two, four. You know, you go all the way through there. Uh, I'm, I maybe have 100 left. Uh, and, uh, but he numbers them. He doesn't just know how many are there. I thought that was a great thought. He actually numbers them. God, that, you remember who he is. You remember that, uh, that he uh, gave his son to die for your sins. You remember uh, that he plucked you out of the miry clay. Uh, he, you, you, you remember the Lord. And the wonderful thing about God is that uh, we can get reminders through preaching, through prayer. We can get in the word of God. You can listen to a sermon uh, on the, the radio or uh, pick up a book. You can, you can be driving through a town and even see a billboard that some Christian organization uh, has put up there or drive by a church or uh, somebody gives you a gospel track uh, and, uh, in, uh, in, in a store. And you think, well, God has ways of reminding us. Uh, but the best way is for us to always bring those things into being mind of it. But he says, I remembered the Lord. Jonah remembered. Number two, Jonah realized 
Uh, and I alluded to this in verse number 8. He says, They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Um, where his self-pride and his self-will uh, were involved, it caused him to uh, stumble and to, and to fail. Uh, and uh, in, in doing that, it forfeits and he forsakes uh, his own mercy. And that's what we should realize from the story of Jonah. Uh, that when we decide we're going to do our own thing, God doesn't have an, a, a promise in the word of God that says, um, I've, I've, here's what I've commanded you to do. But if you decide you don't want to do that, it's okay. Um, I'll bless you anyway. That is not in the Bible. Um, modern Christians pretend like that's in the Bible, but it isn't. God says do it, then you do it. Uh, you, don't, you don't even have to like it. Uh, you've got to, you, God wants uh, to, us to obey Him. When we stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ, uh, and, uh, and God says, why didn't you go so winning? And you say, I was scared, I didn't know how, uh, I didn't want people to think ill of me. Uh, and, and whatever it is that you, whatever comes out of your lips after God says, why didn't you do it? Uh, none of it is going to cut it. Not a one. You say, well, I didn't have a burden. Um, you know, there's joy and soul. I just, I just, I just don't enjoy it. I'm just not a, I'm just not a people person. Uh, I don't like to talk or I don't know how to talk. I mean, Moses tried that. And, uh, and so it doesn't matter. You, you can think of one that I didn't come up with just now. Uh, and it's not going to be a valid excuse for God. You win souls. That's a command of God. You go so and you do that. Um, but we would all be embarrassed tonight uh, if, uh, if we just begin to talk and confess about how little of that we actually do, including myself. Uh, and, uh, and so God, that's, and, and really as being salt and light in this earth and to live to be here to glorify God, it's really our, um, should be our number one priority in life is to reach people with the gospel. Um, but the average Christian seldom does it. Uh, and there are Christians that go from um, profession of faith uh, to standing before in the presence of God, never having one time personally tried to lead somebody to Christ. Uh, and I have to believe uh, that there'll be the blood of their neighbors uh, and, uh, and uh, many other people on their hands uh, because they decided to disobey God uh, because it just wasn't their thing. Uh, and you can take that and apply it to any, any other type of command that God wants us to do. If he says to do it, do it. If he says not to do it, don't do it. Uh, and, and don't try to come up with any uh, excuse. And if you decide, well, I'm just not really into that. Uh, so I'm just going to go this direction. Know full well uh, that there is a great fish circling you. Uh, and at some point when you decide you're not going to give God your attention willfully, then God's going to grab it and snatch it. And it could be any number of things. Uh, I doubt that you'd be out on Puget Sound and get swallowed up by a great fish. Uh, but, uh, but your great fish could be a tragic accident. Could be, it could be a terminal illness either your own or somebody else's. It could be a loss of a job or your house burns down. Uh, it could be say, God doesn't, God doesn't do that kind of a thing. Tell that to Jonah. Tell that to Job. Uh, and it could go on and on and on. God does do that. We don't understand it, but we can surmise from it. We can, we can deduce uh, that part of the issue is when we're stubborn and we disobey God, and we won't follow him, that God has to, God has to chasten us. He's got to go hands-on 
uh, because we are, uh, we've decided uh, to depart from the presence of God uh, and to do our own thing uh, when God expressly says uh, to do something else. So Jonah remembered who God was and that he was a gracious God and, uh, and uh, that God loved him. Uh, and he looked again towards that holy temple and realized uh, that his, uh, his vanities, the lying vanities that he had told himself about why he shouldn't go, why he didn't need to go, why somebody else should go, uh, do they deserve it? Uh, whatever, he, whatever he came up with in his mind to excuse his disobedience to God, he realized that they were vanities. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and then the Bible says that it teaches us that he repented. Verse 9, but I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. Uh, I will pay that, uh, I, what, that I've, I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. He repented. Uh, he returned uh, to the plan of God. Uh, and I love it. Verse 10, and the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomited out uh, Jonah upon the dry land. And, and again, uh, if I was God, I would have made that, that whole thing. It's like, okay, he, he, you know, yes, he repented. Uh, and, uh, but I just would have, I would have piled it on. <laughs> Salt in the wounds, uh, so to speak. Because uh, he's got to learn. He's stubborn. He's a stubborn man. And do you think that when, when that fish vomited him out on dry land that God didn't know, uh, in, in several days he's going to be sitting on the hillside wanting to die? Uh, because of what God had done and, and, uh, and his discouragement? Sure he does. He knows that. And, uh, and so if, if it was me, I would have uh, made sure it was a, a violet vomit. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, just, uh, and no, there's no circle J's for 550 miles to Nineveh uh, for him to take a shower. Uh, and uh, can you imagine how nasty uh, he was. Uh, and you think preachers are weird. Wait till they roll into town uh, with uh, great fish vomit uh, on them uh, and uh, smelling of high heaven. Uh, he had to have been a sight to see, uh, that is for sure. But it, the Bible says uh, that, uh, that that's what happened. Then notice in verse uh, 1 of chapter number 3, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. Aren't you glad that God is a God of second times, second chances? A third, probably hundred, maybe thousands uh, in our life. Uh, and he says, Arise, go into Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Uh, and uh, I've preached from this before, uh, this passage many times, and, and one of the thoughts that, uh, that I had from uh, this is that he probably had a lot of things to, that he would want to say to the Assyrians. But God says, you tell them what I want you to say. And, a, and an application to be made for us uh, is, you know, you can, uh, right now it's Pride Month. Uh, and, uh, and you can think of a lot of things that you'd like to say uh, to activists, uh, to politicians, uh, to school districts. Uh, and, uh, but you know what God wants us to say? Jesus loves you. He wants to save you. Here's what he did for you. And he said, here's what he did for me. Here's what he can do for you. God has given us the gospel. That's the message we're to communicate uh, to a lost and dying world. Uh, and, uh, and there should be numbers of times in your life to where you're going to say this, say something else, uh, and the Holy Spirit goes, no. Uh, and because uh, we know the Bible says, vengeance mine, saith the Lord, our pay, that he is a God, a just and holy God. He is, uh, you know, uh, he, is the, he is the judge, yes. Uh, he does all of that. 
uh, our responsibility is to tell people that, that Jesus loves them. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great uh, city of three days' journey. So not only had to travel all that from, you know, whether it was Joppa or north of there, all the way 500-some miles into Nineveh. But when he got there, it's three days across. Uh, and, uh, and Jonah began to enter the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. An eight-word um, message that God used in a great way, uh, and, uh, and God did uh, what God says he was going to do. Verse 10, God saw their works. They turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, uh, and he did it not. And by the way, when we look at the word repentance and God, and somebody says, well, God repented, it's not the same repentance that we do. Uh, and uh, in, in fact, before you got saved, uh, you were on your way to hell uh, based on the judgment of God. When you got saved and born again, um, you were no longer, God forgave you, uh, and you were justified and made righteous. Uh, in his, and so in many respects, he's done that for us uh, in the same way that he had done uh, for them. Uh, and, uh, and of course, chapter number four, and we're not going to preach on that. We're going to be done here in a second. Uh, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. Uh, and, uh, and he was very angry. Uh, and then he prayed this crazy prayer uh, that he prayed. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and this, it doesn't make any sense. And, uh, and God... You know, when we get to heaven and you see Jonah, probably cleaned up, uh, not the same glorified body Jonah, uh, and uh, everything's under the blood, and, and we have fellowship with the Lord, we're worshiping Him. Uh, and I just, I just hope that God lets us remember and, have, and, and ask questions. And uh, Jonah was a great man uh, and a great prophet and did great things for God. But what we remember him from, how many of you admit today that you'd ever caught 2 Kings and all the stuff that he had done? You think, well, Jonah, because you miss it. Uh, here's another name. In my, I'm reading my Old Testament, blah, 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 blah. And then we get to Jonah. Okay, we get that. Uh, but he had done a lot of good things. But what's he remembered by? The failure. Think about David. Uh, what's he remembered by? The failure. And, uh, and that's just uh, how human nature uh, is. And, uh, and um, you know, uh, I'm thankful that God doesn't write a, a story, have us write it or a third person write it uh, to lay out for, for eternity in the word of God um, the stubborn failure uh, of my own. Uh, and uh, so when you read Jonah, you can see this pattern. Remember uh, who God is. Uh, realize uh, that you can't fix things on your own. You can't go your own way. Uh, your way is, uh, is a, a way, a path that leads to destruction. Left to our own devices, that's exactly what we would do. Repent, return, offer to God, keep your vows uh, that you've given to the Lord, uh, realize that salvation of is Him, return to Him, and then obey Him. Be thankful that God allows for that to take place and His mercies are uh, renewed. But if you want mercy, you can't be stuck and continue uh, with uh, your lying vanities. Because when you do that, you forsake it. And you begin to dig yourself in deeper uh, and deeper uh, until really <clears throat> you can get place where you're reprobate, you're hard-hearted, uh, uh, you know, stiff-necked, uh, and the only thing that God uh, can do for you in that time is something like this. 
and, uh, and you want to avoid that at all costs. Uh, so how many of you say uh, you understand the story, uh, the narrative of Jonah? Uh, you'd say, I get it. I've read it. I understand uh, the moral of the story. Raise your hand if you realize. If you don't, I've got to keep preaching. Uh, and, uh, you know, somebody that's visited earlier today said it's like the, the Bible explained and so, uh, in, in, in such a way. And so if you realize, yeah, this is what, this is what Jonah means, I get it. Pastor, I get it. Uh, and, uh, and so really get it. I mean, you know the story. You know everything about it. Uh, in fact, going through this today, you might not have learned anything new. Uh, but, uh, but what you should do is decide uh, through prayer uh, that you're not going to re- uh, repeat uh, the same mistakes uh, that you've made. Not just Jonah, but that you've made uh, and that uh, you're going to get those things right and keep them right with the Lord. Let's all stand tonight and uh, we're going to have our uh, invitation time and and, uh, of course, be praying uh, for uh, Victor and the Cousins and others uh, in the Cousins family. We'll be making that, that same move uh, here uh, in the future. And, uh, and, uh, and so we're going to have uh, a little going away thing here in just a moment. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, we need to do business with the Lord.